previously on the challenge. If it's a girl's combination, I want to go in, but I would want to go against the Lambert. I hate that all of these weak players are trying to get out their strong players. Why don't the strong people team up from the jump and get out these rookies? Today's mission is called drone control. Move the drone a little forward. No one can stop us, Devin! Let's go! The team to get the mission done the fastest, Tori and Devin. Yeah! As for the rest of you, you must select one team that you want to send to elimination. I'm the reason my partner and I's name is going around, and now the target is on our back. We're in first two tonight. Amber M and Nelson, you have been compromised. Tori and Devin, who do you want to send down here? I need send Fessy. Fessy and Anita. <laughs> Fessy, please believe I'm gonna get revenge. Tonight is a guy's elimination. Nelson, Fessy, you are playing Hall Brawl. Go! <laughs> Fessie, I hope you're happy that you lost a friend. Well, Fessie, congratulations. Now that gives you a gold skull. You have a very important decision to make. I'm going to steal Leroy's partner, Casey. Oh, my God. Fessie's selfish. I don't think he was doing me any favors. So, Leroy. I'm going to choose Anissa. All right, Michi, your next partner is Amber M. Keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. After Fessy and Tori's shock moves last week, there's an uprising in the house. Alliances are crumbling, and the mutiny has begun. I'm Levi Hall, and this is The Challenge, Redditors React Podcast. Hello, Challenge fans. Hello, Redditors. I hope you've had a good few days. I think it was Saturday that we posted the last podcast, and we have a brand new podcast for you today. Uh, We are going to be breaking down everything from episode five of the Challenge Double Agents, and as usual, I will have a rogue agent Redditor joining me to talk about all things Challenge and all things in the Challenge subreddit. But, as always, I couldn't do this podcast on my own. I have my own double agent joining me. Yes, once again, as always, the regular co-host. He is now on the cover art of the podcast. He's finally sent me that memoji I've been asking about. Uh, it's George. George, how are you doing, buddy? Very well, thanks, buddy. Um, we have a lot to discuss. I think we'll do well to keep this under four hours based on our usual kind of rate, won't we? <laughs> There is a fair bit to unpick. Yes, um, I have ended up editing the last two podcasts, but this is our aim today, George, an unedited podcast. Let's see if we can uh, we can keep it to time. The problem is there's just so much to talk about this week. Yeah, a lot. Of, and also all good as well, like in terms of an entertainment um, kind of view. This was this was an excellent, excellent episode for me. It was. I think it really picked up from last week. And you're not the only one who's joining us today. As usual, I will be joined by a rogue agent Redditor just before we head to the crater. Um, But let's talk um, about how last week ended. So Fessy had gone into elimination against Nelson, stabbed him in the back, let's just say. Um, And he had picked Casey as his partner, which then switched Anissa with Leroy and then uh, Michi joined with Amber M. So why don't we see the reaction when they got back to the house? <sighs> so what's up? You know why that move was made? Why? Because 
Either way, I was losing a friend tonight. Stop using that term friend, first of all. Alright, well. Because you know you and Nelson weren't friends. You wouldn't do that to somebody that you consider a friend. I would never say his name, bro. I have no animosity towards Nelson. You decided to go down against him. Why would you do that? Maybe you didn't say Nelson's name, but it was obviously in your head, bro. You're not a dummy, bro. What was in my head? That you were going to take that shot. No, it wasn't. So when did it hit you that you were like, okay, I'm the shot? And I put two and two together. Devin and Tori are saying Josh. So either Josh goes home or Nelson goes home. You don't think about anybody but yourself in that situation. You didn't give a about me. You didn't care that Nelson was close to me. You didn't give a about that. You only thought about Fessy. What the is best for Fessy? That's all you've been doing this whole game, bro. And I'm sick of that. I don't see Fessy as a friend. I don't see him as somebody I can work with. All I see is revenge. Selfish ass. It's really hard to keep my cool with Fessy because I don't see any remorse. All I want to do is put him in his place. You think he would be mad at you? He was itching to go down there. Boy, send me down. Please, please send me down. Come on. I told you I wanted something physical. I told you the only thing I felt confident in was something physical. You took it away from me because you're selfish, and all you give a is yourself. You screwed over all your friends because all you give a so do we think then that Fessy has completely lost Corey's trust now? I think so. I, I was quite surprised Corey went and directly called him out because... Corey in Total Madness was very much like, go along to get along. I'll get to the final. Um, and we know at the end he said the um, he's coming for Fessy. And I was a bit worried that was just going to be lip service. And then he would go back into the game and it would be like, oh, it's for a million dollars. I won't rock the boat. Um, so I found it incredibly satisfying for him to sit him down and tell him what he thought of him. I got a lot of respect, actually, for Corey for actually following through on what he said at the end of the last episode. Um, because like you say, there is that lip service a lot with these confessionals. Um, but I think it does show as well, like how much Nelson means to Corey, not just in the game, but, you know, what Nelson did last season. The mm. two of them are brothers, essentially. And they let Fessy into that brotherhood and he's he's turned his back on them. The moment when he says, don't use that word friend, and he, he doesn't lose it. He just literally cuts him to the very core. I didn't even know. Corey was like, I was really impressed by his speech as well. I think Corey's really matured since he's returned. You know, his um, his kind of previous tenure on the challenge was very much party guy, sleep with a lot of girls. And then last season, we saw a kind of more focused, more mature Corey, which is translated into this season as well. Yeah, I think he must have been ashamed about how he left Final Reckoning because um, he lo lost Devin his chance of going further. They had a really good chance of winning, those two. And he must think, right, I've got to get my head back in the game. And you're right. Mature was a very, very good choice of words because he handled this maturely. Um, some of the people watching this argument didn't, which I greatly enjoyed. <laughs> I loved, was it CT? Was it Leroy was sitting next to him and CT was like, pass the popcorn, grab the, yeah. uh, grab the cinema drink. Fessy is in trouble. Um, and he was <laughs> literally like, uh, good on Corey for actually 
um, giving him a piece of his mind. And he follows it through throughout the episode. So that, obviously we'll get to that later, but it's, he did put, he put his money where his mouth was twice, basically. And I think it was really interesting because you literally had the whole house watching this. Um, and of course, if it's not about Josh, it's got to be about Josh. <laughs> Josh wades in on the argument. Um, and basically Fessy just tells him, that he never really wanted to go into elimination because he's scared and he's scared every season. Do you know what's really bad? And I think it just shows how fed up I am of Josh. Remember how I said I just thought Fessy was a massive prick? I kind of saw his point of view. (laughs) Oh, Josh, bringing people together by mutual (laughs) dissatisfaction. But it was, that was interestingly cut together as well because Corey was like, this is how you handle it. And Josh is, this is how you don't handle this situation. I wonder if we'll ever get Josh returning a season um, as a mature Josh like we've had with Corey. Um, uh, but challenge 2050, you, maybe. <laughs> do you think Fessy's in trouble here? Because they're his two biggest allies, essentially. And they've they've told him they're not satisfied and that they're not really together anymore. Not only that, but like Casey as well, right? She didn't really have an overwhelmingly... Uh, she didn't really have his back in any of this. Um there were there were some of the things Fessy did say where if he hadn't been such an ass in the elimination, and I don't want to go down that route because we definitely won't get it under four hours. Um, <laughs> but she, but he had some logical points to why he did it. I don't agree with them. I don't agree with how he came. But then Casey could have like followed that train of thought, but again was just like, don't put a target on our backs. It, luckily, it's not a overwhelmingly pairs game. I think. With those two arguments and Casey saying that, uh, I think he is in trouble. And I think that's why Tori came out to try and calm the situation because, you know, she's close with Fessy, she's close with Josh. And, you know, Josh is one of those people, as we've seen the last two weeks, who can boil over. And I think she didn't want that to happen. Mm. So she goes and throws Devon under the bus. (laughs) I also didn't get a few of the things Tori said here. Like she was like, I, I wouldn't have done this if it, I was like, yes, you did though. Like she was she almost trying to absolve herself of blame here as well. Or have I read this completely the wrong way? I think it's one of those things where Fessy's now her kind of number one guy and Josh is now her number two guy, but jo- Josh thought he was her number one guy. So she's now trying to placate both of them so that she doesn't lose them, knowing that Fessy's the stronger one. So that's the one actually that she'd want more on her side. Um, and I think when she was like, well, I was just doing it because Devin told me to stab a friend in the back. And then she tells Devin to leave. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking about this because you said in our Christmas episode that Tori has one of the best social games Um on the challenge and how that would have sorry and that how that would have helped Devin right yeah I nearly text you this afternoon <laughs> that would have annoyed uh, me because I hadn't watched it then <laughs> yeah I nearly texted you this afternoon saying I don't think Tori has the best social game on the challenge anymore <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it's either another example of the power of the edit or she has just played a really really bad string of results here which has turned everything against her um and I think we're probably going to get onto that a bit later. But yeah, it, it's just, it unraveled for her, this episode. Um, I, I think there's something to be said for like kind of third, fourth season syndrome where you're no longer a rookie 
you're now a, a vet who's in with the vets and you start to almost believe your own hype. And I think that's what's happened with Tori this season. And is it, is this the first season that she's done without Jordan? I know obviously they've broken up now, but they were together at the time. I think Dirty 30 right. Jordan was on. Yeah. Um, War of the Worlds 2 and Total Madness. So yeah, they've always been together. And she's always the calm one of the two of them. Jordan makes her look better yeah. in terms of like being nice to people. And she has to go around cleaning up his mess. She hasn't got his mess to clean up. So she's just making her own apparently. Exactly. And what you've got, got to also realise as well is this is the first season where she's not come in with a boyfriend or a fiance because in Dirty 30, she had Derek H who was her yeah. boyfriend at the time. So you're now actually seeing Tori as Tori, as opposed to Tori as one half of Tori and Jordan or one half of Tori and Derek. Um, and I think it's very, very interesting because especially in this episode, I saw Tori completely differently to how I've ever seen her on the challenge. Yeah. Uh, I am completely with you. She was unlikable in this episode. Hmm. Um, I know there's been, especially in the Reddit, there's been a bit of a change of opinion in her based on her actions off season, uh, which I don't really want to touch on, but then this kind of gravitated through into the game as well. Mm. And, you know, her, her big target in the game is what she calls the weak players, um, mainly talking about the rookies. And we have a bit of a, a rookie revolution going on here, led by our... Um, our, our favourite uh, third season wonder, Big T. Um, <laughs> so she's in the bedroom with Amber M, Amber B and Gabby, or as they like to call themselves, the itty bitty small committee. Um, it's not quite as good as Fuzzy Bunny, but it's up there. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just, they're saying like, they're sick of being targeted. And, you know, what's, what I think is really nice is the rookies have a voice right now. You know, Gabby's speaking up, Amber M's speaking up. Amber B didn't really say much. She's not really said much all season. But, you know, Big T seems to be leading that leading that charge there. And actually, had Liv not been sent home because of her elbow, she would have been part of that group as well. Yeah. I So this episode was wonderfully named Skyfall. But I kind of wish it was subtitled a bit cheesily, sub, uh, Skyfall Rise of the Rookies or something. Because mm. for the last three weeks, I think, we've said rookies aren't getting any screen time. Are they useless or are we just not seeing them? Um, but there are a lot of moments in this where I enjoyed a lot of the rookies' behaviour. But I think they needed someone like Big T to enable them to have those moments. And she absolutely did it today. And she's kind of like leading this new crop um, here. Long live the I queen. Think, I think it's nice as well to see um, to see Amber M a bit more. Um, what you know, We started seeing last week the way she defended herself against Devin. She's quite feisty. And she's yeah. not afraid to speak her mind. And does it well? She doesn't just lose her mm. mind and start screaming, which I can't really stand from anyone on the challenge. Oh, Josh! Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think she, she's someone who's definitely, whose stock has definitely risen, at least from an entertainment value, in the last two episodes. And Gabby as well. Um, I'm not sure how much of the UK Celebrity Big Brother you saw that she was on, but she was very much wallpaper on there and... You know, she's speaking up a lot more today as well. Well, today, yesterday and yesterday's episode as well. Mate, the more screen time she can get, like, uh, she is gorgeous, Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a little bit in love, aren't you, George? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I mean she... <laughs> it's a bit over the top, the giant poster you've put up of her behind your uh, 
behind your back but um well i had to replace know. where my tory one was <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of tory she then had a chat with anisa and kind of said i think everything's blowing up in my face now i think i might be public enemy number one yeah and i we did we see seeds of this last episode when big t was like i don't like her calling people weak i didn't think anything would come of that i didn't think anyone would work out a way to um have a go back at her or take a shot and she has she's basically lost the house um in the space of an episode and a half she has gone from hero to zero we talk about heroes i think one of our big heroes as we talked about last week the biggest of them all big t um i'm I'm really, I'm really loving the Big T and CT partnership. It is, un, it is just gold throughout. It is, there is, it is just good entertainment. They're mm. funny together. There's nothing like horrible or bitchy behind it. They play, a, they pull power moves this episode, but without being assholes. If someone else, we'll get onto it properly. But I just think if someone else acted like Big T had this episode, it wouldn't have worked. But yeah. it was gold this one and i like ct being like her grizzled bodyguard it fits mm. the spy theme really well as well and do you know what i feel i feel like he brings the confidence out of her and she brings the best parts out of him yeah uh and i i hope i'm not speaking out of turn i almost feel like there's parts of her that remind him of dm oh that's a really good point. Kind of like the lovely, friendly, makes everyone feel good um, yeah. kind of attitude. Like there's the some positivity. Lovely... Yeah. And I think we, we touched on it last week with everything that we saw in that scene about what she's gone through. And, you know, in the parallel, DM went through a lot as well, but they both had this really positive outlook. And also in the game, they both have this massive heart. And yeah. even though they know they're not the biggest, they try. And I think... CT loves that about her. I would never have made that connection, but that is a really, really good point. Um, like DM lived it outside the challenge as well. I think I read somewhere that she invited Kara to her house for Thanksgiving when Kara would have been alone or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the kind of thing I can imagine Big T living as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, mate, really, really good shout. Very insightful. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like as a partnership, CT as well, he, he listens to her. And Big T actually says, I want to do Tory versus Anissa. And you'd think, you know, CT the vet would be like, well, what are you doing? It's the vets. But actually, CT's exact words were, ooh, Tory's in trouble. <laughs> I really hope that's a constant theme throughout this uh, episode. But he also made a really good point, right? Because he said, I'm not going to run this. Uh, she can do the politics. I had a majority of the House vote for me day one. And, you know, we said... Big T would be good for him because it would take a bit of a physical target off his back. Mm. Um, I think, and CT's never really gone for the big, like throw people in at the dangerous moment or something. He's relied on the fact that no one wants to go against him, got to the final, people like and respect him. Now he's got someone who can do that kind of cloak and dagger stuff. Mm. Um, and he can just be, he, he can be a voice of reason, uh, guide her, give her his expertise, but go, no, go ahead. You're clearly good at this. I thought she, Big T is like the, the only time I've ever seen anyone play the house that well in one episode was Cam in Final Reckoning. Oh, the Cam and Kaylee episode. Yeah. Like it wasn't as clever a 
bit of gameplay throughout, but she did get the entire house to do what she wanted with no issue. Mm. And I, I think that is the thing about Big T is anything that she does, you just think is so adorable <laughs> and you don't even question it. She'd um, basically be, if this was a proper spy film, she'd be the villain in a Tarantino who is like adorable and cute and also a psychotic like assassin and just does yeah. like horrible things. But the audience are like, oh, she's so cute. <laughs> and I just love the way she's taken the rookies under her wing as well. Um, you know, I think that all stemmed from the kind of UK girl alliance of her, Gabby and Liv. And then obviously the rookies kind of band together anyway. So Amber and Amber joined. Mm. Um, and I just love that line by Kyle of these rookies aren't like normal rookies. They're actually smart. <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, we have to talk about Kyle every episode. A, a light a light one for his screen time. But still, that is a, is a very good point. And it was really funny as well. And, you know, her aim is to get rid of Tori because Tori's pissed off all the rookies, essentially. And yeah. I just love the way Devon's just like, yeah, first chance I get, I'm getting rid of Tori. I'm going rogue. <laughs> he was he was gold throughout this entire episode. I just liked... I think I probably had a bit of a animosity towards Tori based on her association with the Fessy stuff. And just Devon just constantly sniping at her, just going, I could help her. I'm not going to. <laughs> but <laughs> really it's... made me laugh. It's really smart because it goes back to what Devin said last week about we may not be playing our game all the way through, but we're playing our game for now and we need to yeah. do what's right for now. He's done, he's he's had his use of Tori. She's she's done what he needed, which was get rid of one of Fessy, Nelson, or Corey. Now she's got the target. He's like, don't need her anymore. Move on to the next one. He's he's thinking a couple of steps ahead, which I and, think is really interesting to see. Yeah, and he's very Wes. Yeah, and he's definitely broken up that alliance. That like oh. they're not they're not lot votes together. So he is I said last week I hoped they stayed together for three or four episodes, but I'm so glad I was wrong. I much <laughs> preferred him just like underminding her throughout. <laughs> um and at this point they head to the mission where TJ has some big news. Let's go hear what's going on. All right. Now before we get started, I've received some intel. And I have no other choice but to deactivate one of our agents. And unfortunately, Natalie, you are no longer cleared to continue in this game. What? I'm sorry. What? I have a personal matter that requires me to leave the game. I have to deal with something and it sucks that I have to step out because all I want to do is compete. This ends your time here on this season of the challenge, but I'm positive we will see you in the future. Take care, Natalie. Thank you. It's breaking my heart to leave. I just hope that I can come back and prove that I was built for this game and hopefully next time finish the job I started. Three of our agents have been deactivated outside the crater. This worries me. So drastic times call for drastic measures. I've decided to trigger a security breach. Is it just one? You can't see it.
back. Everyone thought they could get rid of me, but I'm a two-time champ for a reason, and I'm not going anywhere. He's like, I'm left the game, so I am reactivating the agent she sent home. Ashley Millionaire Mitchell. Yeah. All right, you are Corey's partner. So, big news. Natalie has been deactivated and the security breach has been triggered to bring back Ashley. I can't believe I just said that. Uh, to be honest, I, I was... I was shocked at how little spy puns they've made throughout this uh, season so far. I'm really glad they've stepped it up. Um, I feel like TJ saw that script and went, do you really want me to say that? <laughs> it's a good job he's so deadpan naturally. Otherwise, this would just pff, not work at all. Once again, <laughs> TJ is, we don't deserve him. Um, so what do you think about Natalie leaving? I I didn't see this coming anywhere. I had... Uh, there was nothing that pointed to it. I was actually shocked. Um, it was, yeah, I have no idea what it could be. No, me neither. I think out of respect, I would probably say we don't speculate because yeah. we don't know what it is. But based on the way that, you know, she left and TJ said goodbye, he said, you know, we'll definitely be seeing you soon. If it wasn't something serious, he'd have been like, you really want to quit for that. Whereas, you know, he was very respectful and, you know, whatever it is, I hope that everything has worked itself out or is going to work itself out. And hopefully we see her again because I think, you know, she was adding a lot to the show and I think she's a really good competitor. Agreed. I, if it's possible, I hope it's good news. Um, and I've never seen TJ be that strong in saying we'll definitely see you again soon. Um, which I thought was quite nice. And yeah, she, she's someone I definitely, I'm disappointed she's gone because she was a good competitor. She had a couple of quite funny confessionals and she was loyal, as we yeah. saw as And I think we will see her back. Um, but now we've hit the situation where the only girl who's got a gold skull is now gone. And then on top of that, we've had three episodes in a row where we've lost a female in a non-elimination. Um, so to try and even up the numbers and get Corey a partner... They brought back Millionaire Mitchell. I'm overjoyed she's back. She's just entertainment throughout the entire thing. Literally within the first, like, I think 10 minutes of her being back, there's two or three good confessionals. There's a great one at the end um, in the elimination. Seasons are made better with Ashley being there, especially when it's good. Especially when I also quite like Corey's comment about... um, Oh, which, which Ashley, Ashley am I getting? Puzzle Queen, or I can't remember the other side of a sto- uh, coin for this one. But it Hurricane was Hurricane Ashley. Hurricane Ashley, that was it. I think they were kind of in a bit of a predicament here because they lost three females, three episodes in a row to injury or personal circumstances. And if they had have brought out standbys, they could have potentially just been locked in a hotel room for two months because of COVID. So. Ashley was the only person they could bring back, but I thought they explained it well, TJ did, with the whole, well, you know, this is a person that Natalie deactivated, Natalie's gone now, she takes her place back. And like you, I think Ashley brings good value to the show. And I think that she'll do that now that she's back. I'm just trying to think, who was the last person that they brought back after they'd been eliminated? Uh, Josh, War of the Worlds 1, first episode. Oh, why? Why did that happen? 
<laughs> can we have an alternate universe where like i've forgotten his name uh the guy who broke his arm oh it was the guy from telemundo wasn't it that was weird casting <laughs> I alan. Alan. alan mate good memory that is um strong encyclopedic knowledge is it telemundo or telenuvas i don't know my um mexican television channels i i i have no idea mate um <laughs> not to go off topic though do you think if he hadn't got injured and josh hadn't come back josh would have ever been asked back on the show can only dream buddy can only dream <laughs> <laughs> um well yeah i'm thrown now with my my disappointment of josh's return in war of the worlds one should um, we talk about the mission to get yes, you back up. That is a very good idea. Let's talk about the mission, George. <laughs> so after all that, let's hear from TJ about today's mission, Agent Down. All right, today's mission is called Agent Down. This game is going to be played in two heats. Now, here's how it works. To begin, one of you is going to be balancing on that ledge. At any moment, I can hit a button, and that ledge disappears, which will send you flying. The only way for you to not drop lies in the hands of your partner, because your partner is going to be pulling up 200 meters of rope out of that platform. Once they get the rope all the way pulled out of the platform, they're going to race over to you and hold your hands as long as possible. Now, if the platform drops, but your partner still hasn't pulled all the rope up, you're allowed to try and hold on to the ledge until they finish. Your agents to hold on the longest will win today's challenge and become the double agent. All right? Good luck, Agent. So this looks fun. Oh, this this was definitely my favourite daily of the entire show. So, uh, sorry, of the entire season so far. Because um, I thought the truck one had a lot of potential. This one I just really enjoyed watching end to end. And I think it was good because I think it tested a lot of different things for the guys, for the girls, and for them as a partnership. So let me just try and repeat what TJ said so that we fully understand it. The girls balance on a ledge while the girls pull up 200 meters of rope. Now, just to give you an idea of how much two meters, 200 meters of rope is, that is half an Olympic running track. And once they've pulled up half an Olympic running track of rope, they can then go and hold on to their partners. TJ will release the ledge and whichever girl hangs the longest wings. And if the guy lets go of the girl, they go absolutely flying. I, uh, there were some brilliant pre-interviews for this as well. I really enjoyed Nam's. Because it was still just like classically wholesome, but just at the end, I hope these aren't my last words, <laughs> which I really um, enjoyed. Lolo, I've, I've never done this before. It'll be fun. I hope that, I do. I, I shouted the episode. Where would you do this? <laughs> <laughs> it did look really cool. Like if I was on the challenge, I would want to do the girls' part yeah, just to I be mean, dropped. I, and exactly have that the same. I, I agree. The, the girls' part way more fun for this. Yeah, it was done in two heats. So. Um, Heat one, we had uh, Teresa and Jay, Lolo and Nam, Gabby and Leo, Amber B and Darrell, Anissa and Leroy, Tori and Devon. And then heat two was uh, Team T, Big T and CT, mm-hmm. Nanny and Josh, Carl and Cam, Amber M and Michi, Casey and Fessy, and <laughs> Ashley and Corey. Um, what I thought was really interesting is some of the guys' performances on pulling up the rope, there were some that did a lot better than I thought they would, and there were some that actually were quite disappointing. Uh, who exactly jumped out? Jay, obviously. That was very impressive. Oh, I was more impressed with him holding up Teresa um, I, than pulling up the rope. But well, I, this he is was the thing class. as well. If you pull up the rope the quickest, you then have to hold on the quickest. So ah. for him to pull up the rope 
the most amount of time and then to hold on for the longest in his heat is very, very impressive. I think Kyle impressed me as well. Yeah, he, definitely. He first in heat two. It's also, um, but this is kind of what Kyle usually excels at. Don't really have to think about much. Just like you're, you're a workhorse, do it. Um, but I agree. He beat some big names in this. Well, he beat Fessy, CT and Corey. Corey, I thought was very disappointing. Yeah, I was, I don't know what. And Darrell as well, I thought was quite disappointing. He came fifth out of six in his heat and Devon wasn't drying. I was glad Darrell got a fair few, slightly off topic, but I'm glad he got a fair few confessionals this week though, because it kind of, he does always add stuff. But yeah, I thought this would have been built for Darrell. Um, I, thought I, he, I thought he would have absolutely tanked this, even though he's one of the oldest on there. Well, as a as a boxer, I assume he does a lot of rope work. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. With the uh, what they call battle ropes. Battle ropes. Because I, I, you know, that's very, very good for your cardio, and as a boxer, you need good cardio. So I thought he'd be really good at that. I thought Corey would be a lot better as a personal trainer. Um. But yeah, Jay and Kyle. Yeah. Very, very impressive. Um, and actually, Leo as well with the holding on. Yeah, he was good as uh, he was good as well. Actually, he just never. Whenever he's on screen, despite having the most like eye catching hair, I just don't. See, he doesn't seem to stick in my head at all. Um, he's had one interesting confessional before the hall brawl, but I don't really remember him doing anything in this entire series so far. I'm hoping because the girls got a rookie's got a bit of screen time this week. The guys might get a little bit next week. And it was just my difference in opinion for the girls is huge now that I've actually seen a bit of them. Um, I hope the same thing happens for the guys. It's amazing what one episode can do. Yeah. To just give you an understanding of their characters and, and their motives. Speaking of motives, Devon's motive. I'm not trying hard. I don't want to get injured. I don't care. I just want to lose Tori as a partner. It's just, it's just, it also, I thought that would be the funniest moment he had. Because of it. it just gets better. But he was, he was just really, really funny throughout this entire um, thing. I just, I don't want to get injured and I don't care with two, <laughs> of, two of the highlights in terms of a confessional. So if we look at kind of heat one and we look at the final two, you've got a team that you'd probably expect would possibly win their heat, Lolo and Nam. Mm. And you've got Teresa and Jay. Now, Jay's already blown everyone out of the water with the rope. Therefore, has had to hold on for the longest. Yeah. Who did you at this point think would win that heat, if you're being honest with yourself? So, I there's actually quite a good confessional by Fessy about knowing how good Jay's grip strength is. And we saw first episode of last season, he's got phenomenal body control. Against Asaf um, in the elimination. Yeah, and he has got amazing grip strength. I he's he's also probably very he's got probably a very, very high muscle content, so he wouldn't tire as much. And his partner is very, very slight. That's the only thing where I was thinking he might win this. But I did expect Nam to win on the holding um on part because he's just built like a rock. They both had Jay. Actually, I didn't look enough at their technique. Um, but I imagine Jay has got much better body control than a lot of people on the cast and knows exactly how to make the most of his strength. But then what you've got to think as well, though, is Nam came from Beastmaster, which is essentially a kind of Ninja Warrior show. So he'd be very good with his body control and his grip as well. That's, yeah, I think there was a clip either you sent me or I found in one of um, RIP Grantland's articles about 
him slipping down a pole in his Beastmaster thing, but being able to recover it. He managed to grip it at the bottom and then climb back up. So yeah, you're that right. That would actually. have been um, R.I.P. Grant that would have sent you that. I'm not taking the credit. Okay. Shout he does some great articles, by the way, R.I.P. Grant. Yeah, if you're listening to this and haven't heard of him, what are you doing? And go read some of his um, stuff. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> After you finish listening to the podcast. And subscribing and listening to every other episode <laughs> if you haven't. <laughs> and do you know what was really nice? And I, it, go, it just goes on to like how nice Nam is. After he um, let Lolo die, he just sat, stood there going, go on, Jay, you, you can do it for longer. It's time. There's another heat. You can do this, which I just thought was really supportive. And I think his confessional, he was like, he's my friend. Of course, I'm going to cheer him. Yeah. And I, I want my friend to win and that kind of thing. And yeah, he's just a nice guy, it seems. And moving on to heat two. Um, Fessy was very disappointing, I think, uh, holding on to Casey. Yeah, I laughed at the TV when this happens. <laughs> um, and our last two were Nanny and Josh and Big T and CT. And I, I just love that trust between Big T and CT. And you, one minute she's just smiling because she's so happy that she's she's still in. The next minute she's grimacing because she, she doesn't know if she can do it. Then the next minute she's doing the mean mugging for CT. I... The bit I enjoyed most out of Heat 2 was um, Josh trying to get CT to drop <laughs> Big T and go, you're good with me, don't worry. It's like, you don't know how to play this game. And then CT's like, well, you're good with me, you drop her. And Nanny's screaming at Josh, don't drop me. Yes. <laughs> and then he drops her. Yeah, It was very and- Big Brother, wasn't it? Yeah, it was actually. Underhand deals, that kind of thing. But if you look at the pairs... Right, the the biggest weight differential is a hundred percent going to be CT and Big T, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wasn't surprised they won, but I just really enjoyed the way they won. It was entertaining throughout. A lot closer between CT and Jay, though. And that's the thing, actually. It's probably easier to go second because you have some vague idea of how long Jay and Teresa held on for. Yeah, so they were the top two teams, uh, Jay and Teresa and CT and Big T, and uh, the winners were. CT and Big T. Um, what were your thoughts on Agent Down as a challenge? Loved it. Thought it was great. Um, it was stunningly shot, actually. Um, I already really wanted to go to Iceland. Now I even I, I do more so. It was beautiful setting. Really cool design as well. There's not much here that ring. I, this was a very, very original one for me. I've not seen stuff that's too similar. Um, and normally when they're doing a challenge and they drop in loads of confessionals throughout, I don't like it that much because it takes you out of the action. But because this was action, not action heavy, but like uh, the physical bit of the start of pulling up the rope and then just straight endurance, basically, those confessionals really added to it. Like Casey ripping Fessy apart, I found really funny. He's going, oh, you're the biggest guy here and you can't hold on any t- um, for any time at all. I, You already put a part, target on my back. Why can't you hold me up or something? Um, yeah, best daily of the season for me. And what I want—I just want to go back to what you said about it was really stunningly shot because we've talked about how good the cinematography is this season. Mm. But like with um, Roadkill, we felt like that took away from the challenge. Whereas this one, I think it added to the challenge. Um, and I—I I agree. This was my favorite favorite mission of the uh, of the season so far. And I think it's interesting because it tests a lot of things because it tests. The men's strength and endurance in pulling up the uh, the rope, 
it tests the women's heart and their will to hold on if their partner hasn't pulled up the rope. And then it tests their partnership in being able to have some kind of grip and also their trust in each other. Yeah. I, yeah, there was a lot of elements to being good at this and it gave us some really good TV. Yeah, 100%. And speaking of really good TV, I just love the moment after um, TJ reveals the winner and congratulates them. They all head off and CT goes to Big T, go on, show TJ your meme face. <laughs> I think we can spend a lot more time talking about their partnership now, which is what I've wanted to do since we started this podcast. <laughs> Like that hug when they won and just the way he held her, it was so genuine. Yeah, I, I think they're, they're, just a, they're just a lovely pair to be on screen. Do you know what I love about Big T as well is the way that her whole personality changes when she has power. And we saw this in Total Madness last season. Do you remember like she was in the, in the uh, bar with Johnny and she was like, I'm going to speak to the Holy Trinity. I'm going to find out what they're doing. And she like, like summons them. And we see that they get back to the house and she's literally in the room with all her friends going, okay, you're making me breakfast. You're getting me coffee. You're not safe. This was, this was some of the best bits of the entire season. And this is what I meant earlier when I said, if someone else did this, it wouldn't work. And you cough like an ass. Um, but everyone adores her for doing it. There is no, there is no one who has a confessional going, Oh, She's one one challenge. She thinks she's too big for her boots. There's no one who says who does she think she is. Everyone's just like, of course, madam. Uh, Lee, uh, I think we're we're going to come on to the best bits, which is the club bit, uh, in a bit uh, soon, aren't we? But yeah, she was, she was just gold. And not only was she funny with it though, she was good. Oh, a hundred percent. She played the character so well. Do you know what we'll do, George? I'm going to speed through the next two points so we can get to club night. Yay! Um, so. <laughs> Big T wants Tori versus Anissa. And before the club night, Big T tells uh, CT that um, they're about to have their, their debutante ball. Um, and uh, um, she, uh, she wants him to protect the queen and she's going to blindside someone with her power. And, you know, CT says he's happy to let her take the reins with politics. But yeah, so now, George, we move on to our favourite bit of every episode. It's club, club night! night. <laughs> and this club night is all about Big T, or should I say, Big VIP. Ah, nice. That's good. <laughs> because she's sitting in the corner of the club with a handwritten piece of paper that says VIP. And everyone is serving her, waiting on her hand and foot. She's summoning people for conversations. And as you said earlier, if anyone else had done this, huge target on their back. Yeah. It's adorable. Uh, one, I enjoyed the, where did she get that VIP sign? She obviously made it. <laughs> <laughs> and Leroy bringing her a bottle of wine going... <laughs> Oh, good. I made you spit your drink out this episode now. Um, ding. Uh, we're going, uh, oh, whatever one is that? Wh- whichever one you want it to be. <laughs> or whichever your favourite one was or was. But not only did she play it perfectly, I think everyone played it with her perfectly. And it just led to this like 10 minute clip of hilarity and wholesome fun and it was all brilliant i'm probably going to go back and rewatch this bit after was, we finish recording it was such a juxtaposition from last week's club night because <laughs> like last week was all about you know oh, we don't trust fessy and whereas this one it was so even the way that you know 
she the way she'd done her hair and you know the glitch she had in her face it felt really colorful it made me happy just watching it yeah even I, though I, what she was doing was plotting and scheming and plotting and scheming very very well um do you think cam minds big t calling herself queen no i think if it was anyone else she'd yeah mind but because it's big t and i think it works with the british theme as well that's very true, actually. But I just, you're 100% right. This entire thing was brilliant. Ashley, great confession as well. Uh, Big T's being sneaky and playing power moves, and I'm all for it. Um, just loved it. I can it. imagine them having the, the most adorable friendship. And I hope to see them kind of work together because I think Ashley kind of knows she had a target at the beginning. She's probably got a target coming in. And this kind of rookie alliance headed up by... Uh, big T, Queen Big T, Queen Big T is Queen Big T the way back in. <laughs> yeah, it's Ashley's <laughs> way back in because also Ashley was close with CT and CT is kind of part of that alliance. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think Big T doesn't have a target of the vets. I think she's got she's targeting people she isn't a huge fan of, and Ashley is very very good at kind of coming in and making friends it was her entire gameplay on war of the war sorry war of the worlds too and i think she's instantly come in she, she obviously likes big t as well because how couldn't you but gone oh power i'm going to make friends with those people <laughs> um, and big t she, she summons the uh itty bitty small committee and she tells them look this is what we want we want anita to be the house vote because we don't think we can get the numbers for tory but then I want to blindside Tory and have them go against each other. Good plan? Bad plan? Great plan. Great plan. Um, but also, again, another thing. If another person wanted to put two best friends against each other, like... When, like Tory put two best friends against each other last when, week. Yeah, she got loads of backlash. When Jemmy did it to Jenna and Kayla in Dirty 30... Okay, I think that was more 50-50 because it was dirty 30. It was quite a good move. No one had a problem with it. I've obviously stayed off the Reddit because I hadn't watched the episode yet, but I can't imagine too many people being annoyed with it because it was done so well. Um, and I, I guess she probably knew she had the numbers at this point. Yeah, I, I think she definitely did. I think enough people like and respect CT as well. He can do his part here. Um, but I think... Mate, if Big T asked me to do something, I, I, I would guarantee I'd do it. <laughs> and I think there was a moment here uh, in, in the VIP section where we saw a side of Tori that we've not really seen in previous seasons, where Tori goes over and she congratulates Big T. And Big T is very humble and it's like, oh, it was all CT. And Tori's like, no, you deserve the credit. You kept calm. Um, and she asked Tori who she wants. Tori says someone that she can beat. And the next moment, Tori's going to Anissa, our oh, Big T's a weak player, and CT just carried her to victory. Uh, can we go back a little bit for one of the best bits of club night, though, when Tori tries to ingratiate herself with the Queen? Yes. <laughs> um, so, tell me what happened, George. Uh, it's just... I I cringed and giggled simultaneously. I I cringled, if you will. But she she tries to like play up to the queen thing that everyone else has been doing really well. Goes to kiss her hand and then asks if she should give it a lick. And Big T just regally 
dismisses her, I think is the best way to put it. What were her exact words? No, you're done. Like, that is cutting. (laughs) I just, it just, it was just, it was my favourite club night of all the club nights that I've seen on the challenge this season. It's going to, it's been my, it was my favourite one of a lot of the last seasons. But I think, I think it was good because we got, it was through a very fun lens but a lot of political strategic game stuff happening with this like nice added big T character chore hosting it all together. Um, and it was gold. It was, and I'm surprised. Do you think Tori's smart? That's what I've wanted to ask you throughout this episode. Do I think she's smart in general in her challenge career or in this episode? In in terms of this, I'm saying, is she any good at reading people? Because Big T said last episode she didn't like Tori calling people weak. And then Tori effectively calls a load of people weak to Big T's face. I think what Tori's done in this episode and a little bit in last week's episodes as well, is she's underestimated the kind of quote unquote smaller girls' ability to stand up for themselves yeah. and to rally around each other because we saw Amber M in the club basically saying to Tori, you're going around telling everyone I'm weak, but you're not saying it to me. And Nanny, who I thought was quite a good friend of Tori's, says that Tori's ego is out of control. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I actually missed that in the episode, but I yeah, I, I don't think to be overly a friend, but I mean she's right. There's been something about Tori in the last couple of episodes. She's normally kind of in the popular popular career alliance. Um, even if, you know, the, like with War of the Worlds 2, the popular crew isn't the one with the most amount of people, but it's the kind of popular in the sense of it's the, the nice people that we think are popular, that we like to enjoy on our screens. Uh, basically, good, good guys kind of yeah. group, really. Yeah, that's a fair, that's a very fair point. Um. But, you know, it did provide a lot of entertainment. I don't want us to be slagging Tori off uh, this whole episode, but, you know, we're, we're slagging off the moves that she's made as yeah. opposed to her as a person because she's always come across as a, a lovely person on screen. Yeah, also, or as a player. Like, she, 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 she even calls out herself. She's played a messy game this season, but she still added entertainment value. I'm oh, not putting her in, in a category of someone I don't ever want to return. It was just quite funny to see her lose control of the game to Miss um, in such a short space of time. So Tori is then um, <laughs> bitching about little Amber to Anissa. She's trying to kind of rally rally the vets round uh, round Amber, and at the same time, CT is having a chat with Nam and Lolo. Now he said he's going to let. Big T run the politics, but he's now saying to Lolo, look, if you see it and you want to go in, tell me, we'll put you in. I thought this was a good conversation because Nam and Lolo aren't really on a side, but they're definitely not with the Big Brother group. Uh, group. I don't think they voted for CT in the first one, did they? I can't remember. But what you've got to remember as well is the Lolo already has... Not a huge relationship, but she has a relationship with CT and with Ashley. I was going to ask if they were on the same chance as his pros. Yeah, so of the people still in the house, I know Wes was on that season as well, but of the people still in the house, CT and Ashley. Yeah, makes sense. So yeah, a prior relationship. Obviously, they both recognise that they're strong competitors. Um, I think it's a it's the most logical game conversation I've seen for ages, to be fair. <laughs> Why would you not want to like align with Nam and Lolo and why would you not want to align with CT? 
Yeah, I don't think enough people have actually been trying to approach Nam and Lolo about an alliance that we've seen. Yeah. When they are a very physically strong team. Uh, yeah, completely agree. It's interesting, though, because physically you put CT and Nam as the two top guys without a skull. There's only two guys' skulls left. So maybe well, they're hold thinking... On. Darrell? Yeah, very good point. God, I hope Fessy loses his skull. Um... <laughs> I kind of feel like when when the five are gone, the clamour for trying to get people with skulls is going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, uh, definitely. But I, I think at the moment, that is a mutually beneficial alliance, definitely to Lolo. It's got ways it could play for CT and Nam. Um, I'd say they're more likely to win. Both of those teams are obviously more likely to win a challenge than Darrell and Amber B. So mm. it's maybe we'll win one, we'll throw you in, or we'll go down. And if we've already got a skull, we'll throw you down. And they're kind of trying to relate, create that relationship. And I guess as well, CT kind of has that alliance with Amber B anyway through the the big T Amber B um, alliance. Oh, yeah, good point. And Although also, she's, C- she's... CT and Darrell are kind of unspoken, respectful friends. They're probably, they're, uh, you, yeah. They're never going to go out of each other's way to get each other in the back. Although I imagine no. Darrell's still annoyed with him because he'd still be trying to untie that knot from Invasion of the Champions if they had <laughs> cut it in half, wouldn't they? <laughs> um, and speaking of champions, we go into deliberation and Ashley, who's just returned to the game, she's like, yeah, I'm just going to stay quiet in this one, keep the target off my back. Um Tori's obviously a bit, she knows something's happening around the house. Um, so she's a little bit worried. And, you know, we, we've been talking about this being the episode that showed off the female rookies. Gabby goes straight in there. Yeah, she doesn't, she does it well, though. I think she's like, I don't like how, she almost calls them a bit bullying without using the words, which is wise, because that would, um, well, these rookies are smart, um, <laughs> unlike normal rookies. Um, but no, I, she she does well. I don't know whether they kind of arrange that, like Big T's like, I need one of you to start this off um, and raise this concern. Um, Gabby's probably had the most screen time out of the little, apart from Big T, out of the itty bitty, um, whatever Small that committee. Is. Small committee. It's just actually a really good name the more I say it. Well, it's interesting because um, she's saying, oh, you know, you're making this a big and small people thing. And then Anissa says it's not big and small, it's experience and non-experience. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I see both sides of that. I don't think it's a... Well, actually, I am against Anissa there because Tori's been calling them weak and she means weak physically. Exactly. Um, and she's calling her little Amber the whole time. Yeah. Tori says, you know, these rookies need to earn their stripes. And I kind of felt like we got away from all that um, over the last few seasons. Well, the, yeah, the earn their stripes thing is complete crap now, isn't it? Because it's about getting a skull. Earning your stripes is when you go into elimination because it's your turn and you've got to win it to come back to make sure you're worthy in the game. Now, it's, it's advantageous to go into elimination. Uh, but do you not think as well, like, you know, Tori's trying to say that she's this this amazing competitor. If you're an amazing competitor, don't ask for the quote-unquote most perceived weak person to go against to get your skull. Yeah, completely. Especially when she's said it to someone who is objectively a small girl in the house, which is Big T. Um, so she's like, all right, don't like you. Clearly, I'm not on your, I'm not on your totem, uh, very high up on your totem, sorry. 
I really enjoyed Amber's confessional here, though, as well. It was so what, sassy. What was the line? Get it all out, girl, because you're going to be out of here in about 24 hours. She's literally gone in, in two episodes. Amber M's gone from someone that I thought was going to be wallpaper all season to literally, I'm like, she's sassy. She stands up for herself. I'm quite enjoying her. And I didn't think I would at the beginning, mainly because I'm... I don't really watch Are You The One, so I, well, I don't really watch, I don't watch Are You The One, so I didn't really know who she was. But she's, yeah, she's she's showing some really positive qualities over the last few episodes. Yeah, definitely. And maybe, maybe we were idiots when we were saying, right, we wanted to see more of the rookies, but it was like, no, we know we've got some good stuff here. Let's let them lie, and then we'll use that to surprise people with how good they are, because if that's what the editors were doing they've done a great job with it and i'm now surprised by the rookies and i think they're great well i i think we were just a bit frustrated that we wanted to get to know them yeah and they've been so quiet for so many episodes and think you know speaking of being quiet ashley didn't stay quiet for long because she told everyone let's go it's time to vote so let's head into the chamber and not only see the votes but find out what the double agents thought when they saw who was compromised I'm going to compromise our Amber M and Michi because if I don't, then I may have to go against Tori and we are trying everything in our power not to have that happen. I'm going to burn my vote today on Tori and Devin. Michi and Leroy, you've been compromised and I'm burning on myself because um, I'm trying to save camp from going to the next round against Tori. Break up, Tori and Nisa. Can't have the house open for Anissa and Tori because I know they would never say my name. Amber has to go in and prove herself in elimination. She hasn't done anything, so let's see what happens. Fessy, what you did to Nelson, you backstabbed him. Now I got a target out for you, so. Big T is gonna go for Tori and Devin to go in. Anissa has a good chance of being her. because hopefully I can go against Amber and get my skull. I'm compromising Anissa and Leroy. And although I told Tori I wouldn't, this is a singles game, and I'm a double agent. Hey, time to see if the plan works. Secret data. Classified. So, the plan worked. It's an easy only way. Wow. It's like the whole house. The intel that I've received in the chamber is very beneficial to me. Everyone was loyal to the queen. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, that was so quick. That can't be it. OK, I, that's a want. big majority. That was, I'm impressed. I'm proud of you. Oh, we did it the right thing. You did the right thing. 
Okay. Now we're gonna stick to the plan mm -hmm. with Devin and Tori. But yes. say, for example, if we go down there and Lolo's like, oh, I think I can do this. And Lolo can take it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. And they owe us one. Nice job. Thank you. All right, and don't tell anybody who voted for who. I know, I wait, I promise. Originally, I wanted Big T to just take over the politics of, the, of our team, but she's getting carried away. So I gotta reel her in, tell her to calm down. Mom's the word, okay? So Anissa and Leroy are our compromised agents. Now, they got 15 votes, George. Do you wanna hear who it was? Far away, buddy. Cam, Kyle. Amber M, Michi, Nanny, Ashley, Devon, Leroy voted for Anissa and Leroy, uh, Amber B, Darrell, Casey, Nam, Lolo, Leo, and Gabby. Um, you know how we normally say, oh, there's not that many full pairs in there? <laughs> Why a lot of full pairs this week? Yeah. Um, this were... How many people are in the game now? 23, 24? Big T did some good work getting this all sorted, basically. That, that's a very strong majority. You know what's crazy, though? Leroy voted for himself, um, saying, you know, if I'm going to vote for Anissa, so it's not going to be Cam. But what if it had been a guy's day? Because they don't know. Yeah, I, I think they must have been pretty confident about it, right? You did say last week you were hoping it was another guy's day just to keep them all really on their toes. I don't think they could have gone six episodes and only had one female elimination though um, also this episode arc wouldn't have worked if it was a guy's day no you're completely right it would have yeah it would have detracted from the story it would have been one hell of a twist but i i like the fact leroy did that for cam um i yeah i just think i'm not really surprised by anyone there the one we saw that's not on here that i did find interesting was Corey actually voting for fessy well, it's like what you said earlier. You're glad that he's sticking by what he said. Yeah, that's what I was like alluding to and didn't want to jump too far forward because I was really bad at that last week. <laughs> Just got very excited. Um, but yeah, it was... I'm not too surprised by the Kyle one. I think Kyle will go back to Fessy. I think we might see a couple of conversations between Kyle and Corey as well on how they can get more people in because... If I was a future game, I would just keep trying to throw Fessy in now on guy days um, because it will probably be a puzzle next. And yeah, that's, true. that's the uh, we don't know Fessy's bad at them, but it's more logical someone can beat him in a puzzle than beat him in a physical one. And I think what's interesting, if you look at the numbers now, I think what was it two or three pods ago we were talking about you know the backs against the wall alliance, the backs against the wall alliance now firmly away from the wall. Yeah it's been you're right actually i do like seeing big alliances at the start of the show completely lose control it's why i really like fresh meat too because wes's just crumbles <laughs> um, and it's really entertaining throughout um, but yeah no, no one really shot me there ashley's immediately voted here i think that's very wise immediately put herself in in this alliance um yeah no i nothing really jumps out here and I think the main thing that jumps out is people were loyal to Big T. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be, though? <laughs> um, and we have this kind of interesting... This is kind of the first time that there's a little bit of a... I wouldn't call it a crack in the CT Big T partnership, just a bit of a, a refresh where CT says, look, we'll stick to the Tory plan, but if Lolo wants it, we give it to her. Big T's fine with that. And CT says, you know, don't tell anyone what we know. And then there's just this moment where he does a confessional where he says, 
I was going to let Big T take all the politics, but I think she might have got a bit carried away, so I'm going to read her in. But he says it in a very nice way, not like there's tension. I, th- I think it's just he's got 20-odd seasons of experience, so he's like, look, I can add some stuff here. He probably agrees she's done a phenomenal job, but I think he just wants to guide it through a bit because having Lolo have a skull and OU, for CT's perspective, is very, very good. If I was a girl and Lolo had a skull, I'd be terrified. <laughs> and the only way, as we know, to get a skull is to go into elimination and win it. And we head over to the bedroom where Anissa is, she's quite emotional and she talks about worrying that she's going to be put up against Tori. Do you think she's been told that she's going in by one of the double agents? I don't think so. Because I think in a lot of seasons in the past, people have been really confident they're going in when they haven't um, because they get a bit paranoid. And I think it's better to assume you're going in and prepare yourself um, than not. So I think that's the kind of, yeah, I think that's the logical thing behind this. And, you know, I guess it's time then for you to head down to the crater I'm going to go speak to our rogue agent Redditor and I'll see you down there with TJ. So I am here with our rogue agent Redditor uh, for this week. His name is Caesar. He goes by Toronto Scrub over on Reddit. How are you doing, Caesar? Hey, I'm good. How about you? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been really complimentary of the podcast, so we're really pleased to, to have you on and be able to have a little chat about the challenge. No problem. It's a good podcast. I just say the truth. That's all. <laughs> Thanks very much. Well, I mean, first of all, what got you into the challenge? Ooh, uh, believe it or not, I started watching it last year around quarantine, oh, okay. the beginning of it. Yeah. My girlfriend was, uh, she's a huge fan. She started watching it. Uh, what was it? She told me yesterday, The Duel, season 13, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, that goes, that goes way back. Yeah, she's a OG watcher, uh, my girlfriend. And I think last year, was it 2019, 2020, World of the War II, the final? Was it? Yeah, so she was watching that season, the final, and uh, that's by the time we moved in together. And uh, when she was watching it, I never heard of it, and you know, I took a peek, and it was very interesting, this whole show. Um, it was, growing up, I watched the Spanish version of it called Desafio. It's like, it's a Spanish challenge, but it's more, it was really gruesome. It's like very, it's way worse than the challenge. Uh, but uh, I told my girlfriend to tell me about the show. And then she said, yeah. And then I started watching it. I started watching it. I went back and watched around Bloodlines. Okay. So you yeah. kind of I didn't seven, go too bad. Seven, seven, eight series you've watched. Yeah. So have you watched everything yeah. then from every episode of Bloodlines going forward? Yeah. Once I got hooked into it during quarantine, just I nonstop binge watched from Bloodlines to current season. It's such an easy show to binge watch as well. So, yeah, if, especially if all the episodes are out. It's just back and forth. I have to stop myself. What would be your favorite season from, from what you've seen? So I think it goes Bloodlines, Invasion, Dirty 30, Vendetta's Final Reckoning, War of the Worlds 1, War of the Worlds 2, Total Madness, yeah. and then where we are now. Yeah, I think my if I had to choose one season, I would say Dirty 30 or... Uh, World of War One, I, I really liked because of uh, just the competition, especially the final, and just the whole season. It was very good. Just it was the new like, it was just such a World of War One was such 
different than the older seasons, right? Like higher production, like a theme kind of. And it was just crazy how it was kind of like party mansion, the same edit style to like, they're like in the desert, like kind of like Mad Max, right? That's yeah. And I, and I think George mentioned that a few podcasts ago that since War of the Worlds won, it seemed like they've almost been basing it on movies. Yeah, no, after that season, it's just been, the production has been amazing. Every season, just desert, jungle, uh, last year, bunker, and then this season, spies. It's kind of like, they, we're not going to have those like exes, rivals anymore, just basic. It's always going to be just a top level, I think now. They've been introducing just more competitive people. They Like this season, rookies, they, and they introduced Natalie from Survivor. Do you watch Survivor? Um, so I've not seen her first season, but I yeah. saw um, the, the All-Star season where they had all the champions yeah. back. Yeah, I didn't see her first season, but her All-Star weekend just, unfortunately, she left uh, last episode. But um, she was just one of this, like, very strong competitor and just a rookie, like, bringing in Natalie, bringing in um, Jenny Lolo. from World of War II, Lolo, right? Like, if you see these past seasons, the rookies they've been introducing, it's just crazy. And I think one of the things, especially from the female side of the challenges, is yeah. it did have a few seasons where it was very much dominated by Cara and Camilla. Yeah. Uh, and obviously Camilla's not on it anymore for, for reasons we won't go into. And Cara's yeah. taking a break. They almost, they're almost looking for that new female face of the challenge. Yeah. Watching the previous season, it was Camilla, uh, uh, Cara, what was it? Uh, maybe Nanny. And mm. that's it, right? Just those three, just them fighting, arguing. Then out of nowhere, they bring these UK girls who, you know, they, like, I remember, who was it? Was it Melissa? Those girls just, they, like, there was a scene where Cam was talking to Melissa and Melissa just stood up to her, like, didn't give a fuck. Yeah, slowly, these female competition, like, I get excited, like, especially this season, I was getting, like, I wanted to see some females, like, and then finally, uh, yesterday, we got it. And yeah, that's one thing that George and I have spoken about for this season. We've kind of felt like we don't know the rookies until this episode. And suddenly for us, I don't know if it's the same for you, Caesar. This episode was all about the female rookies. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, they did Big T, but then Big T was just talking with the rookies, you know. Mm. Um, and that's very good to see. Just I remember yesterday, um, I think um, the rookies, they're just... It's very weird just because the editing, they don't focus on them, right? It's been very little yeah. time. Yeah. But but it's almost as if like this was their almost like they this is what a they move, hatched, right? so to yeah. speak. Like we saw the rookies led by led by Big T, who she's an interesting one because she's not an OG vet, but she's three seasons in now. But right. she understands what it's like to be underestimated and I think that's yeah. where she's got that relationship with the Ambers and with Gabby um, and obviously she had it with Liv before because they were from the same show in the UK um, who's your favorite challenger Caesar? Uh, my favorite challenger if I had to choose I think it would be Kyle hey, um, the last season, yeah uh, <laughs> during the last season just his commentary um, his uh just it's funny seeing him compete especially during the, his first season he made it to the final i think and he didn't yeah, he train did. i think or it's just him being first place and just him jogging with like the beer belly was funny and then 
just throughout the seasons, the rivalry with Polly was entertaining. And yeah. I think there was a great moment in the Vendettas final. Um, and I think he's leading at this point. And there's a bit where he runs around the corner and I don't know if they voiced o- voiced it over or he's actually said it and he just goes, I'm going to win the challenge. Yeah, he's just, I'm going to win the challenge while I think almost tripping and falling. <laughs> and I think what's great about a lot of the UK people, and again, this this probably sounds like I'm UK biased, but especially Carl, he went into the show not knowing what it was about. He said in interviews, he didn't even bother watching it beforehand. He thought yeah. it was just going to be like Geordie Shaw, which is kind of your equivalent of the original Jersey Shore, not the family vacation version, where he'd yeah. go out, he'd party, you know, he'd sleep with girls. And this was such an eye-opener for him. And he said as soon as he came off it, he'd fallen in love with it and he started training. Yeah, he said uh, it's his life now. He said that he loves doing it. And, yeah. And um, <laughs> well, that, that's yeah. that's our hope. As I say, George <laughs> yeah. and I, I think, are a bit uh, UK biased on K-Dog and Big T. So um, yeah. that that's what we're hoping. And um, tell me a little bit about your time on the Reddit. So you said you started watching the challenge last year. So are you quite new to the Reddit forum? Yeah, um, I'm new to Reddit as well. Um, I discovered all these things during quarantine. Like, I didn't know what Reddit was. And then I, I, it seemed like it was kind of a community kind of thing. And I typed in the challenge and then it was right there. And then I clicked on it and then it was very engaged, very, people were talking about everything. And then I liked it just because there was other people who had the same interest as me. And it was just like, we can all just chat about it, different things like every day kind of. Um, and can I ask, so you live in Canada, I assume, based yeah. on Toronto Scrub. Is it a huge show over in Canada? Because I know in America, it's number one rated show on cable on yeah. Wednesday nights. But over in Canada, you know, is it, is it a popular show? Is there a lot of friends of yours that watch it? Yeah, for cable-wise, I think it's very popular. But talking-wise, not really. I haven't heard people talk about it or, you know. And I think but that's I think one- TV-wise, yeah. I think that's one of the great things as well about the challenge subreddit is that yeah. it is an outlet for us fans to just discuss. I saw this podcast on the Reddit forum. I was just searching one day at work and then you posted, uh, I think the second or first episode and I've been trying to listen to some challenge podcasts and then I clicked on yours right away and felt like liked it right away. Oh, thanks so much. And, and what other kind of posts do you like to engage with on Reddit? Do you, do you start posts yourself or, or are you more a kind of consumer? Um, yeah, I, I usually do the comments, but I don't post or, you know, don't really put too much input just because I feel like our fan base, it's either good or crazy sometimes. Um, and I think that's one of the good things because I've been yeah. on the subreddit for a while. And one of the things that I've noticed, especially back in the final reckoning days is how much it's become less of like, what reddit has the um the reputation for and more of a community for fans to share and discuss and i think a lot of credit needs to go to the moderators over on the subreddit for the way that that they organize the reddit and for the way that they kind of help us all engage and consume in a, in a safe and fun environment and also i i was scared just to get spoiled but they do a good job with spoilers too and i think in the community and reddit they don't spoil. They don't try to ruin things for like for anyone. And, um, you know, we, we started a new season about a month and a half ago. I think it's been an interesting one. It started off high. It's had a little dip. And I think today's episode was was a real high point of the season. What did you think of the mission? 
Oh, I loved it. I, I, it, it's a, uh, the challenge, these past challenges is kind of tr like, it's a hit or miss. I think these, uh, the challenges they do, it, like the drone one was just, I, I was getting sleepy. I was just on my phone for that one. And then they step up with the, uh, this episode and it was amazing. So for the first wave, I was shocked at J1. Um, surprise that, Fessy was like oh. gassed out. He was just laying there all gassed out with the other big guys just all tired and then Jay holding on to it. But then uh, the second wave, I see CT and I think, who does he have to hold on to? And that then big you T. see Big T. I'm like, okay, I think CT has this. And I think it's more when I saw Jay won the first wave and then it was CT left, I think CT wanted to be Jay kind of, you know, in his head because of what happened yeah. last season with the elimination. I think let me try to be Jay, you know, try to uh, keep the haters quiet, right? <laughs> yeah. and uh what did you think about the um the performance of of Darrell because he was one of the last in his group to actually get the rope up Darrell oh I think he was fifth or sixth in his group to get the rope up and by the time he'd got the rope up Amber B couldn't hold on any longer oh yeah when I was seeing that um he was not even running to Amber. He was just kind of walking. <laughs> he didn't even really try too much. Well, but who knows, you know, maybe it was just the way it looked, but by the time he had his rope up, he was kind of just walking to Amber and then taking his time and Amber just falls. <laughs> and what's your opinion on Ashley's return? Some would say oh, controversial. Um, yeah, a bit controversial, but I mean, when I just loved how dramatic it was just the whole situation, security breach. It was like a five minute introduction of what they were gonna do. And me and my uh, girlfriend were talking who's coming. And then I was thinking, cause of COVID, it had to be Ashley or just, and that was the only female eliminated, right? Ashley? Yeah, so she's the only one that's been eliminated through a crater elimination. Obviously we've had the two arm injuries. Yeah. So um, I was like, I think it's gonna be Ashley unless they have another people and maybe a hotel but i doubt it and yeah it was ashley who came back and uh you're an ashley fan yeah uh i think i'm a fan of everyone but yeah i'm a fan of ashley what was it um, ashley money grabber mitchell ashley millionaire mitchell M ashley millionaire mitchell yeah i'm a fan of her <laughs> <laughs> um and what are your kind of hopes for the season who who are you hoping to win what are you hoping to see happening going forward we've already had twists and we're in episode five yeah, my hopes is for Kyle to win it, for guys, girls. I would say, uh, I think Ashley, just to have that title over Bananas, so Bananas can come back and try to get his title, you know. Uh, but hopefully just Kyle. I'm, I'm rooting for Kyle mostly. Uh, but I, I'm telling you, I like everyone. I don't dislike no one in the challenge, which is, it's so bad of me. I like the people who don't. The favorite dislikes are Kara, Jordan, Polly, you know, but I like them. I like every one of them. And you know what? I think that, especially at the moment with everything that's kind of goes on with social media and that kind of toxic nature of social media and the way people just want to hate on people, that's such yeah. a nice, positive outlook to have that's really lovely to hear because I think, you know, the, these people, whilst they are characters in a game they're real people yeah. and yes they're doing it for money but but they're entertaining us and whilst we may not like certain game moves they do there's no reason for us to not like them as people no, and I, think I feel like it's a certain like level of just 
some fans go too crazy with these uh, the things they're saying, especially uh, Tori. Just the uh, this season, especially just the comments she's been receiving, it's a bit crazy. And yeah, and I think for Tori, what you have to think is she's in a game for a million dollars. She's right. going to play the way that she plays that she thinks will get her the million dollars. Yeah, it's not reflective of her in the real world. Yeah, no, super. Yeah, and I and I wish more people were more positive. I think it's okay if you maybe you don't like, for example, uh, uh, someone, but just the the comments, just the hate, just automatically, you know, because of maybe one thing they did, you know. Mm. That's really lovely to hear, Caesar. Thank you so much yeah, for joining us. No problem. Thank you so much. People can. Uh, chat to you over on reddit you go as toronto underscore scrub if you see uh caesar over on reddit say hello engage with him is what i'd say thank you so much caesar take <laughs> thank care you so much. and thank you enjoy the rest of the season you too thank you and now i am going to head back down to the crater where i'm going to join george and tj all right everybody welcome back to the crater as you can see natalie's gold skull is missing. Therefore, it is back in the pot. There are five gold skulls left for the women. Now, a secret vote was held, and now it's time to declassify that information and find out which agents are compromised. Nisa and Leroy, you have been compromised. Come on down. Go, Nisa. All right. CT and Big T, double agents. You guys want to come down here and earn that gold skull? Uh, not tonight, TJ. With power comes great responsibility, and my reign of terror is almost coming to an end. All right. Well, Big T, who do you vote for and why? Uh, after speaking to the house and seeing where everyone's head is at. And my vote is for Devin and Tori. That's one vote for Devin and Tori. CT. Uh, we're going to go Tori Devin. I believe in my partner and what she came up with, and, uh, I'm going to follow her lead. All right, tonight is a woman's elimination round. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> uh, good, good quote. Very, very in line with the entire thing. Yeah, it's, they just look so pleased with themselves and they should be. <laughs> I, I think it's, what Big T's done is what Wes couldn't do. It's a very good point, actually. She's flipped the whole house. Yeah, she, she's just absolutely smashed this. Um, there is absolutely nothing. There was no negative to how she played this entire episode, was there? She no, couldn't. It's almost like it a perfect wasn't game. It was nasty. It wasn't underhand. It was fun and it was tactical. That's it. She's got what she wanted and made no enemies. I would say that's almost impossible to do in this game. Yeah, good, just good work, Big T. I think summarises this entire episode. So she got what she wanted. She got Anissa versus Tori. So that's two best friends, two vets, one elimination. Let's find out what that elimination is. 
Tonight, you guys are playing Asset Destruction. As you can see, there are two giant crates right behind you. I'm gonna fill those crates with heavy bombs. You're then gonna have to pull a rope that is connected to those crates until it hits the stop. It'll tip that crate over, all the bombs will spill out. You're then gonna pick those bombs up and throw them at your asset targets. There are 13 open asset targets that you can get through. The rest is solid. The first person to break out 13 asset targets will win tonight's elimination round, earn that gold skull, and qualify you to run my final. So this looks like an almost kind of two-parter elimination. What, what do you think this tests you on most? I don't. So I think this covered a lot of elements, obviously. There's strength at the start. There's stamina throughout. Also, the thing I was going to ask you, was it, was it, were the boards they were throwing the balls through different thicknesses or something? Ah, do, you have so, to find, do you have to find the right one? Yeah, when they had the shot of it from the back, you could see that some had almost, I don't know if it's glued together, but some were breakable and some weren't breakable. So okay. not all of, you couldn't have thrown them through all of them. Cool. So then there's also an element of strategy by picking which one you go for first so you don't tire yourself out. Because before before I when I wasn't 100% on that I was like why wouldn't you go for the top ones first if you've got to smash them all down to make it easier at the end or yeah and so it was actually a very is an a surprisingly good elimination structure yeah I, if you I agree. Really like, yeah I really like it it was like for me it showed strength with the first part and then endurance with the second part and is it me or is this the second season in a row where Anissa's had to do an elimination where she has to throw really, really heavy balls. Yeah, because she had... She went against Kayla, Kayla where they had to empty, empty the truck. Yeah, which I didn't like as elimination. I thought that was boring. But adding the, the two-sided element of this was actually made it quite interesting. Um, I, I, yeah, I thought this was a good one. I was really blown away by the start of it, though. Oh, Anissa just came, came out the blocks flying, didn't she? Yeah. This is where I started to go a bit like conspiracy furious though. It's like, did they make Tories harder to move or something? Because she's not no. weak. She's... Do you know what it is? It's momentum. Because if you notice when Anissa pulls it, her last pull, when it hits the um, kind of stopper, it had a little kind of flick forward and she kept pulling as it flicked forward, which gave that momentum. Whereas Tory was doing little pulls. Got so it. when it hit the stopper, she stopped pulling and then she tried to pull from a stationary position. Uh, I think that's what Devin would have told Tori if he had any interest in his partner. Because I was just like, that that was another great, that was my second favourite one from him today, which was, it's time to go back and reset. But I'm not going to tell you because I want you to go home. <laughs> <laughs> but he like, as a partner, he didn't even cheer her on. We didn't hear him speak. No, he... he I. If Tori had one, she would have come back and just be like, yeah, I know what you're doing. Because he gets away with the one in the um, in the daily. Because Tori says, I think Devin is trying. He's like, I'm not trying at all. I don't want to hurt myself. <laughs> and um, so just to discuss the elimination itself. Anissa, as we say, she comes straight out of the blocks buying. She pulls the crate over. She gets all the balls out. And she starts throwing them at the... Um, Targets. targets yeah yeah let's call them targets now 
Bef- Tory really struggled to get the balls out. I was really surprised by how long that took her. Um, it was, I, I think Anissa was probably on what, six or seven by the time she gets it done? She was on 10 or 11 before Tori got her first one. She was that far ahead. 10, yeah. I think it was. Um, but then she only won by 13 to about 10. So Tori, as soon as, as soon as she got the balls out, I think at that point, Anissa had gassed. Yeah. Majorly. This elimination showed that actually her cardio isn't there. Yeah. It was the same thing we said during the preview one, which was, if you know you're going to get a call back, I just don't understand why you wouldn't run 5K a day for a couple of weeks and then seven and then 10 and just get that up there. I just don't get why you wouldn't train. It doesn't make sense to me. War of the Worlds 1 for me was one of the best finals in recent memory. But as you say, I don't think Anissa could get anywhere near finishing day one of that. No. Sorry, Georgia... It was as a Georgia. apparently a, a really good runner and couldn't do it. Yeah, and um, who else? Uh, Matty gassed out as well. It's it is that thing that if you haven't got the endurance, you will never win a show like this. Yeah, I, completely. I I just I didn't learn anything new about Anissa in this elimination. I learned Tori is not as strong as I thought she was. And it kind of just put a cherry, uh, put a bow on how her entire episode went. Because even if you've got sloppy gameplay and you're good in elimination, Jordan being peak example, right? People don't like him, throw him in. He just comes back consistently. Um, I I thought she would, I thought she would have walked this, to be honest. What what I do want to say about Tori though, is the moment she loses, she lost with dignity. And I did like that. She was very complimentary of Anissa. It wasn't bad sportsmanship or anything like that. Like, I I had a lot of respect for the way that she carried herself after she lost. Oh, yeah, definitely. She, she said everyone needs to put respect on Anissa's name, didn't she? Um, and she also did one of my favourite things challenges do, which is to swear at the entire house when they leave. Kyle is the master of that, but Tories was still very good. But just the way she was after Anissa, Anissa beat her, you know, the two of them held hands, they lay on the ground. She said to her, I want you to win this, I want you to win this. She, I think she'd been humbled by the whole situation of the game turning on her. And she'd realised, I didn't play this right, and yeah. that's not me. And I think it was nice that she got back to being the Tory that we kind of know and love by the end. Yeah, definitely. It was a nice little redemption moment to go, yeah, there's nothing also, There's nothing overly wrong with how Tory's behaved. She's just been a bit cocky and it's blown up in her face. Because she's been cocky and she... Tea. Yeah, she got a bit cocky and she tried to do find the easiest way to get her gold skull. And you don't begrudge anyone of that because it's it's the way to play the game. But ultimately... She tried to play the game and the game played her. Which is exactly what happened to her in Total Madness. Because she begged to go in against Jenna because she thought Jenna was checked out and Jenna came out of nowhere and beat her. And there is, there's a moment in this elimination. And, you know, throughout this episode, we've seen some really smart gameplay by rookies, by veterans. But there was a champion in this that in the elimination told us one of the greatest bits of gameplay possible. She said, if someone's about to win an elimination and you have a loud redneck voice that everyone notices, you cheer for them. So when they come back, 
they say, hey, thanks for rooting for me. Ashley, that was brilliant. It was worth bringing her back just for that moment. Yeah, I uh, when I said at the start, Ashley has great confessional. This was the bit I was thinking of, and I was I had to fight so hard not to bring it up early. But yeah, mate, she, she is TV gold, and I'm all for more interactions between her and Big T uh, now she's back. And also, it's pretty solid um, game theory, isn't it? So we're at the point now of this episode. We've got Ashley back. Tori's been eliminated. Anissa has got some respect on her name. And I think TJ's got a real soft spot for Anissa. Yeah, he, he does seem to have like quite a lot of soft spot for a lot of the vets anyway. Because mm. to be fair, he's known for what what must be bordering 10, 15 years. Um, yeah, some something like that. Season yeah. 11, I think, was his first season. No, season 13. Yes, because it's there, there's two on Netflix. 10, he's not there, 13 years. It's weird watching a challenge without TJ as the host, by the way. <laughs> Who it's was it, really, Dave Mira? I think, yeah, Dave Mira. It's really disconcerting not seeing TJ as the host. Um, but yeah, I, I, he's known about long. Anissa's, Anissa seems like a really, really decent person. Um, I'm sure there's no, I'm sure TJ does like her. And in fairness, 10 elimination wins is huge. I think she's still under 50 50, though. I think she's now lost more than she's won potentially. But I think where he said, you know, people need to put some respect on your name and stop throwing you in early, they didn't throw her in for her. They threw her in to take out Tori. Yeah. She was well, the weapon. And that, if anything, is a great deal of respect. I think. I don't know if they threw her in to take her out. I think they threw her in to break up that friendship. I don't think they would have minded too much if either one had gone home. Um, from the way the episode was edited, it looks like they would have rather kept Anissa. But I, I don't know if it would... But I think they would have wanted to go in where there was a pretty much even chance of one of them going. Um, so they, they, they would have wanted to keep Anissa. But the question is, does Anissa want to keep her partner? Oh, that's a great segue. <laughs> well, let's head down to TJ and find out. Anissa, wow. I believe this is your 10th elimination win. Killing it. Thanks. You've earned your gold skull, which qualifies you to run my final. You're one of the winningest players, yet you get sent down so early, often. I think there's a level of respect that is deserved at this point. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. You're a badass. Thank you. Good job. Now, as a badass, I need you to make a decision. Do you want to stay with your partner, Leroy, or do you want to take Tori's partner, Devin, or do you want to infiltrate and steal any other partner up there except for the double agents, of course. Well, TJ, this person has hurt my feelings. Uh, please don't choose me. Please don't choose me. This person has not been quite nice. I'm stealing my man back, Fessy. She chose me. Round two, baby. All right, Fessy, come on down. Aha, Fessy, that's what you get with your bitch ass. You didn't want Anissa back, and now she's back with you. That's a little redemption for Nelson. And it's just like, he has to try to play like he's happy. He's like, ha, 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 ha. And I love it. I love it. Good job. Anissa, you now have the only gold skull for the women. Congratulations. Now we have a team 
full of gold skulls. I love it. Now, we gotta get Casey a partner. Casey, your partner was stolen. I need you to choose one of these fine gentlemen. Devin or you want to take back your old partner, Leroy. Man, TJ, this is such a hard decision. <laughs> I would absolutely love to take my old partner back, my guy, Leroy. All right. <laughs> Anissa, you can have him back. Last challenge, he sucked, and I don't need him. <laughs> Leroy, come back home. Come on down, Casey. Arms wide open. Casey, come. Just come. Hold me and just don't let go. Loser. I'm happy now. I really am. Welcome back. So two teams are with their original partners now. All is right in the world. Devin, you are a rogue agent, which means your partner will be determined after the next elimination. I'll see everybody soon. Get some rest. Now, if I were to tell you that after five eliminations, Devin and Anissa would have gold skulls, what would you tell me? What I thought, your boy is rogue. Devin, the rogue agent, he's got a nice ring to it. So after the decisions last week by Fessy, I didn't really see that happening. We're kind of back to where we were last week with Devin also on the side now as a rogue agent. Um, there's also, should we say, two out of the three people affected by this are significantly more happier than one of them. What do you think of Anissa's decision to, to join back up with Fessy? Definitely positives and negatives of it for her. And try and do this from her perspective. Uh, positive, they're very unlikely to be targeted. Um, there's, she's probably safe for a bit now anyway, because there's so many other female skulls to go for, and there are technically easier targets. Um, she's also probably really elevated her reputation in this game by just beating Tori in a elimination that tests two or three different parts of you. Um, I, the negatives... She's just seen Corey go off on Fessy. She knows Kyle doesn't like Fessy. She knows that the alliance she was in at the start has crumbled. Um, I'm trying to think, would you have picked anyone else? If I was Anissa? Yeah. I don't think Leroy's a bad partner. I don't know why you'd leave Leroy. That, but Leroy... from her perspective, she's now in an all-gold skull pair. And that's quite powerful at this stage because at the moment, I don't think people are going to throw in people with gold skulls to get their gold skull. Definitely. Which is why I said I think she'll be safe for a few episodes of it. I also think because the game is still going to twist and turn a lot on Guys Day versus Girls Day, she doesn't want to risk them trying to take out someone winning and saying we'll go down to get their gold skull and then tj going aha it's a girl's day um um but yeah i i think it's probably more positive than negative for her game i think it eventually might change again because i do think fessy's gonna go have to go back into elimination what do you think of fessy's reaction it was a bit disrespectful 
Yeah, but he's a dick now, anyway, isn't he? <laughs> oh, we still on, we're still in the Fessy Hating Brigade. Um, and anyone who tries to eye gouge someone in a physical sport, mate, I'm always going to be a bit. Uh, I'm never going to like. <laughs> so it's horrible. Now, we so now we get the original partnership of Anissa and Fessy together, and then Casey gets the choice: Do you go with Leroy? Do you go with Devon? Casey's exact words were: "Difficult choice." <laughs> Straight back with Leroy. So that original one's back together. But now they were also so much power. Yeah, he does. Also, Leroy and Casey were very, very happy about this. I thought that was quite sweet um, because their partnership at the moment, all we've seen so far of it is that they don't trust each other. They're not discussing the game. They've got different aims in it. But it was quite, I thought that was, it was almost the antithesis of the Anissa and Fessy one. And it was a bit nice. Yeah, I think I think with Leroy, he's just a really nice guy. He seems really fun. He seems like he's easy to get along with. Even after he got picked, he did the loser sign to uh, Devin, which I thought yeah. was quite funny. Um, <laughs> but Devin, I think, is going to use his rogue power for evil because he's Devin. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what he does next episode because I think he, whatever he does, he's going to change the game because he changed the game with his last pick. Yeah, I think... Him choosing Tory was the moment the game switched up. And it will be interesting to see who he picks for the next one. If he did that to break down that entire alliance, he had a very, very successful mission there. Like, he did it in one episode. And that alliance has now lost power, and they don't like each other. It's imploded. And it all stemmed from him refusing to let Tory go down into elimination. Because otherwise she wouldn't have sent in Fessy. And that's where the entire house flipped. He's the new Wes. The torch has been passed. He he thrives off the power. He knows what his strength is in the game. He knows what his strength is as a character. And he plays up to it very well. He's he's a casting director stream. Yeah. Quick 30, 30 second time limit. What do you think Devin will do with this? It depends what happens in the next episode. I think if you're Devin, the next powerful person that you want to take apart is Cam, but you don't want to do that to Kyle. So I think you either do something to enhance your game or you take Casey. I was going to suggest that he takes Casey and gives Fessy someone terrible if he can. (laughs) Yeah, so you either enhance your physical game by picking a Lolo or someone like that, or, or you go for Casey, who I think, other than Cam, is the next one who you can use to rip apart that alliance. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good shot. I think he's more likely to take Casey if he can. Um, the other thing, we said right at the start, you wouldn't take Lolo from Nam because you'd be worried about Nam coming after you. I don't think that's a risk anymore. He's too lovely. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Nam would just be like, oh, you have a lovely partner there. Well done. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think that he, um, I don't think, I don't think you'd be, you'd be worried about him. I, I still don't think he understands the game. No. <laughs> he's, he's just there. He got told it was physical. It was a competition. He thought it sounded good. Um, and he's, he's just enjoying himself. He's having a lovely time. And George, I've had a lovely time with you on this <laughs> podcast. 
Um, we started it. There were six gold skulls left. We got through the middle of it. There were seven gold skulls left. And now we're at the end. And once again, there are six gold skulls left. What did you think of the episode? One of my favourites of the season so far. Probably one of my favourites of the last two seasons, actually. Um, because it had everything. I had... It had a, a really good daily. Really, really enjoyed that one. A couple of twists that I enjoyed. Really happy Ashley's back. It had all the good political sides I usually like. Um, and... The elimination wasn't an all-timer, but it was entertaining. It was good. And then, again, it just seems like it's teeing up very, very good next episodes again. Have yourself. Um, yeah, same as you. One of my favourite episodes of the season. I think this was a great episode to watch. I think, you know, this was the episode for the uh, itty-bitty small committee. And the leader of that committee has done her business. And she now takes a week off, ready to return next week. And we will be returning again next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. George, as always, always a pleasure. So great to chat to you. Um, and I look forward to seeing you again next week as well. Can't wait. I, I, I can't wait to see what happens next week, mate. And I can't wait to discuss it with you again on the pod. And neither can I, George. I can't wait to connect with you again next week. And you can connect with us over on Reddit or you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter on our socials at Challenge React. As always, thank you so much, George, for being my co-host. I don't think I've thrown your Reddit handle out for a while. So read this 28 over on Reddit. Engage with George in the conversation. And a huge thank you to this week's rogue agent, Redditor Caesar. He goes by Toronto underscore scrub over on Reddit. Make him feel welcome. Say hello. And just continue talking about the challenge. Just a quick apology that uh, my microphone might have sounded a little bit echoey towards the last kind of half hour of the podcast. We had a slight technical hiccup. So uh, thank you for bearing with us. I hope you have a really amazing week, all of you. And... Uh, Look forward to you joining us again next week as we react to episode six of the Challenge Double Agents. But for now, let's leave you with a preview for next week's episode. Lisa, she's been playing this game really dirty. You play a different way than... No, I don't play a different way. First off, don't cut me off. You want an attitude, I'll give you an attitude. Today, you're going to run a grueling five-mile race. This is going to be a mini-final. 3 let's go! Oh, my God, we went the wrong way.